Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. The college football playoff is here. Bama is in. Ohio State out. Brad, congratulations. Man, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I just want to let you know I was super nervous. And like I told you, whoever got in, super deserving and I agreed with you uh you know you and I talked about it the night before and we came to the conclusion that no matter who the committee picked it was going to be fair on both sides yeah definitely so I think they, I think they made the right decision in the end all right so uh let's go ahead and get into the two uh the recap here uh see how we did last week uh how about the uh UCF Memphis game that were they trying to break scoring records or something because what 55 to 62 is a little outrageous unbelievable double overtime highest scoring conference title game in history. in history. In any conference. In any conference. Yeah. So uh, I had Central Florida uh, – oh, I'm sorry. You had Central Florida minus seven. I had Memphis plus seven. We both pushed. Push a push. A push to the win. Exactly. Uh, number two, which was an easy one, Clemson just throttles Miami 38-3. to three. You know, it was kind of funny because I didn't even finish watching the game. I, but I think I, it was like two touchdowns later, I was like, oh, yeah, Miami is not there. Yeah, I mean, once Clemson took that – two, three-score lead, yeah. there was no way that they were coming back, and uh, the line was only eight, so wins on both sides for us there. Another one that was pretty easy, uh, Oklahoma TCU. Oklahoma takes it 41-17. They cover the seven-and-a-half-point spread. That was another win for both of us. Yeah, it was pretty simple. When I think about that game, I was like, at one point, I was like, maybe TCU will give them a run, and we won't cover, but Baker Mayfield's the Baker truth. Mayfield um, going into this playoff is what, one of the hottest players I've seen Scary. You know, yeah, Scary. going into the postseason. It's kind of like uh, Deshaun Watson last year. Oh, yes. yeah. Deshaun definitely. Watson was heating up at, at this time, too. Yeah. Just at the right time. And then number four, uh, good call by you here. Uh, Georgia covers the plus two and a half spread. They win the game 28-7 to in Atlanta. So that was a win yeah. for you and a loss for me. Pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I, I just thought that the only reason Auburn beat Alabama, not the only reason, I'm not discrediting their victories, but the main reason they won was because of that crowd. And, I mean, Georgia pretty much had a home game. Moving over to the NFL, where we've seen a lot of success uh, down to earth a little bit this week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns covered the plus 13 spread uh, in L.A., so that was a loss for both of us. Yeah, and when I had originally uh, wrote this down, I, I picked Cleveland Browns plus 13, but I think you're a bigger fool for if the Cleveland Browns get blown out and you pick them, then if they they cover, you know? Agreed. And number six is the one that I'm really excited about. Congratulations. Thank you. The Seattle Seahawks taking it to the best team in the NFC, 24-10. to 10. They cover uh, the five-and-a-half-point spread and cover the money line. Too easy. Oh, my God. That was whack. Props, man. I, I didn't even expect that. I didn't see that coming. Philly was due for a game like that, and if it was going to happen, it was going to happen in an environment like Seattle yeah. on Sunday night. Uh, number seven, uh, a game that both of us got correct. Uh, we both went with the Vikings, and we've just been going with the Vikings over going the Going with the Vikings. Weeks, I mean, man. when you have a team that efficient, a defense that good, it's hard to go against them. They're not disappointing. They were three-point underdogs in Atlanta. Yeah. They pulled that out 14-9. to nine. And finally, uh, number eight, uh, New Orleans, Carolina. I went with New Orleans at home, minus four. Uh, you took Panthers, plus four. Uh, Saints looked good, and they pulled yep. it out. The season sweep for them. They swept them twice, so. Big time. Uh, so I was 5-2-1 and one on the week. You were 4-3-1. and one. But more importantly, uh, our record in the NFL in the last four weeks, when we agree on the games, 10-2-1 against Let's the spread. Let's go. So you guys hear that. If we are agreeing, there's a good chance, a very, very good chance that you'll make some money. And that's just not – that's not a small sample size. That That's over a month. 
Yeah. Uh, looking good there. So if it's the NFL and we're agreeing, the trends tell you to go with that game. For sure. So before we get into uh, the NFL games, let's uh, to have a moment of silence for the first weekend without college football, besides Army-Navy, yeah. that we've had uh, since August. But um, I wanted to get into the uh, playoff matchups here and take a look at the opening lines. Uh, Oklahoma and Georgia right now is a pick em. Weird. Really weird. So we're going to analyze these guys in depth, so don't think we're just chipping you and giving you a small preview. This is our college football pr- preview, and I think... Was shocked by this. I was too. Uh, the fact that Vegas doesn't want to pick a winner, where in my opinion, like I correct me if I'm wrong, I just feel like Oklahoma should be favored big time, at least by three and a half. At points. least by right. It, it, for them to not pick a winner, I, I don't know why. Because okay, Georgia played great last game, but every game Oklahoma has played great. And Oklahoma's loss was to a, a brilliant Iowa State team, right on the road, on the road, and that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and and you know, it's like you said, I don't want to write off what Georgia's doing because they're playing well, but Oklahoma has just been so impressive week in and week out. Yeah. And they have the X factor, the the eventual Heisman Trophy winner in Baker Mayfield. Yeah, definitely. I I think that uh in this environment, you, I mean, you saw what happened to Jalen Hurts last year in the playoffs being a freshman. Jake Fromm's coming in as a freshman. A freshman in the playoffs. If, if you want to put my money, am I am I put my money against Baker Mayfield or Fromm? Uh, Baker Mayfield. I'm There's not even hard. a comparison. Yeah, at all. yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess the only difference would be, you know, Georgia's defense holding Auburn to seven points. Now, they were playing without Carryon Johnson. Yeah. Arguably their best player. But what a great Big well, 12 SEC matchup. Well, they played with Carryon Johnson, but Carryon Johnson played really hurt. Yeah. So okay. Same, right. thing. Yeah, yeah, so. same thing. Yeah, same thing. And then uh, moving on here to the next one, uh, Alabama-Clemson. Um, <laughs> God. Surprised Alabama's favored. I'm surprised Al- they have Alabama surprise uh, the favorite to win the th- the whole thing. Yeah, that's well, and they have been even before they announced the playoff rankings. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, do you remember when I sent you that article about? Uh, this is before the playoff rankings went out. I sent you an article that had the the odds on winning a championship. What Vegas posted. Right. This is be- before anything happened. Alabama had already lost. In my mind, they're out. Right. They had, they had Alabama tied with Oklahoma as best odds to win. Vegas has guys there that just know what they're doing. How? How? <laughs> How do they know so well? But um, Alabama's going to get Mac Wilson back, which is huge. Um, uh, Saban said this. He had 39 starts, 39 total starts out versus Auburn. When they play against Clemson, he'll have 35 starts back. And four weeks of prep time. Yeah. I mean, Dabo Saban, part three. You could call this the, the rubber match. The quarterback matchup is, is interesting to me because I feel like we have two, you know, kind of similar, you know, Brian and Hurts, which they've they've been productive, but yeah. have they stepped up in the big games? I mean, Clemson's defense has really carried them. Clemson's defense has carried them. And I, I think for me, I'm going to try to look this look at this without uh, jaded vision. Um, a lot of Jalen Hurts's downfalls minus the Mississippi State game uh have have really been on his receivers dropping big passes fumbling the ball and uh but Kelly Bryant's haven't and Kelly Bryant has made some really bad decisions and I don't know if that's because when you get comfortable you get big leads it's easy to make bad decisions you know it's easy to throw the ball where you should be thrown I mean that's a winner's mentality but 
This will be whose defense could make the most stops and who could keep their quarterback upright the most. It's going to be a slugfest. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll look forward to getting into that. And uh, looking forward uh, next week to uh, start previewing uh, all the bowl games. Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. we got about four weeks of uh, good college football playoff action left. So without further ado, let's get into what we're betting on this weekend uh, in the NFL, uh, starting with the Green Bay Packers at Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns are six-point home underdogs. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. You know – there's so much hype around the fact that this is the Browns' best chance to win a football game this year. Yeah. Remaining. Yes. But I'm here to tell you that I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. And um, when I was looking at this, I was like, Green Bay, I mean, Huntley only threw for 81 yards last game. and their de- It's not even like that their defense carried them to victory. Uh, it was the running game. How about these running backs? Yeah. If it's not Aaron Jones, it's Jamal Williams. If it's not Jamal Williams, it's Ty Montgomery early yeah. in the season. If it's not Montgomery, it's Jones. I mean, they're doing step pretty it good. Um, now they'll have two healthy backs. At first, I was leaning towards Cleveland, and I, and I want to give you a reason why. So, you remember I told you my buddy um, is in a Survivor League, and he had the Browns, the Giants, and um, who was the last one? Like the Jets or somebody. And he, and he said, I, I can't lose all three or I'll be out. I'm in first place. I told him this is his best chance. The Browns get a home game versus um, Green Bay Packers. And I told him that just because he, I had to pick. But I don't have to pick the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go Green Bay minus six. Browns uh, are a turnover machine at home. They've turned the ball over at least two times yes. uh, in four straight home games. Green Bay, I mean, after Green Bay's impressive showing in Pittsburgh, there's nothing that they can't do. Yeah. And, and Huntley had an off game, and that's not going to – he's not going to have – I don't think he's going to be as bad. And, I mean, he was playing against a good <laughs> – wow, I can't believe I just said that – a solid Tampa Bay secondary. Um, and I, I think that Green Bay Packers will turn over Kaiser a lot. 20 turnovers is a lot of turnovers. I don't have this written down, so don't – I'm not going to – say it correctly i'm not gonna say it 100 but he's somewhere floating around a 23 total qbr and he's still the starting quarterback yeah it, 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 do you put kessler in or they what oswaller no oswaller's back in denver what do they do yeah i mean at, at this point if you're a clean i mean my uh brother-in-law is a huge cleveland browns fan and watching the game with him last weekend was so sad he's just standing there with his beer and he's just i just want to win yeah i just want one win it's they're terrible i mean they did okay uh, keeping Phillip Rivers at bay, though. I do give that defense credit, uh, holding them to 19 points. Oh, and their rushing feet. defense. I mean, uh, the lowest uh, yards per rush yeah. against. as things like 3.3. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's impressive. and It keeps them in the game, but when you've got a quarterback who's turning the ball over and can't move the offense. How about Josh Gordon, though? He, he did look good. Yeah, he did, and I think he did make somewhat of a difference. Yeah, they were able to move – they were able to throw the ball up, and they didn't have anybody yeah. where they just throw the ball up and get it. And uh, let's put this stat out here for you. Cleveland Browns have lost all but four games by six points or more. I think that's pretty safe. The yeah. games that the games that they were close, uh, I mean, they they had a they played a couple teams who played down their competition, like uh, the it was like Pittsburgh. Um, they had one against the Titans, but I don't even think the Titans are that good. And uh, I, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but. They weren't over. I think oh, it was the Jets. Yeah, it was the Jets. But they Jets aren't even good either. So, and the Browns are just. I mean, they're three and nine against the spread this year. 
fired uh, their vice president. Yeah. Green Bay, uh, three and one against the spread in their last four games against Cleveland. And when they beat Cleveland, it's by 18 or more points. Yeah. I like Green Bay minus six. I love it. I love it a lot. So let's move over to the next game we have for you. This is Seattle versus Jacksonville. This is what I was really excited to talk about because I want to see what kind of crazy prediction you're going to make this game. <laughs> I mean, obviously, my analysis of the Seattle Seahawks is not good. Okay. I've had this conversation a couple times this year. Okay. And I, and I want your opinion because okay. this is going to be my main point. Russell Wilson is my main point, right? Yeah. And Russell Wilson is in a groove right now. He's playing really well. Against the Eagles, he had 227 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he added like another 35 yards on the ground. Yeah. He's consistently throwing for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. Would you say he's an elite quarterback? Definitely an elite quarterback. Okay. He doesn't get credit for that. He doesn't. He, he, He doesn't get credit for the fact that he's one of those guys kind of like a Big Ben or a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, he has injuries around him, yeah. and it doesn't affect him as much as it will a young quarterback. Yeah. Or, so that's what's been impressing me about him this year. Yeah, I'd say I have to agree. And um, the biggest difference maker now, what I think is they figured it out, that run game with uh, Mike Davis. I-, I really love watching Mike Davis. Hey, 16 carries, they know they're not fooling around with uh, Eddie Lacy anymore. Just give the ball to Mike Davis. Thomas Rawls, bad. Uh, but one thing that was kind of scared. So I'm assuming you're going Seattle plus three? I'm going Seattle plus three. I am as well. I don't care. I don't care. I, I was looking at the defensive stats for the Jaguars. I'm just going to reel them off for you. Number one total defense. Number one pass defense. Number two interceptions. Number one in forced fumbles. Number one in fumble recoveries. But one thing that I must say, I do not think, Russell Wilson's going to turn the ball over. He's just he's just in a groove, like you said earlier. And was really telling when they played Philly, who's a, a tremendous, a very, very good defense, one of the best defense, he didn't turn the ball over. And he carved him up. He slowly wore down their secondary Yeah, over time. And, damn, they just played really well. I don't like to throw around the term game manager, but Russell Wilson may be the best game manager in the NFL. I love that term. And he's a playmaker. I love that term. And why I say that was uh, – Look at Sam Bradford when uh, he started last season and this season. Uh, he's a game manager, and I mean he led. He just let their defense do the work. One thing I want to I want to say: How did that Seahawks defense pick off Carson Wentz last week? With all the injuries that we talked about, right? Like I was like, no way Carson Wentz turned the ball over. Granted, Carson Wentz still threw for like two hundred eighty four yards, but I don't know. I. I I think that this is going to be an interesting matchup because Jacksonville can run the hell out of the ball. They they lead the league in 149-plus yards per game on the ground. Um, and Blake Bortles isn't playing terrible. It, it looks like he knows where he wants to go with the ball, and that's with D.D. Westbrook. And, and I got to hand, hand it to Bortles. Uh, he played really well last week, and uh, Jacksonville just seems to be leading every defensive category this it's year. It's crazy. Yeah. They, they're so good at turning the ball. They, they played without Telvin, uh, Telvin Smith, too. Yeah, the best linebackers. It was crazy. The Jaguars in late afternoon games, they tend to clench up. Yeah, this is a big game for them. And I just think, you know, this is kind of like when Seattle won the Super Bowl. How you could see how they were like making that 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 every day one step better. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. It's it's every day one step better. Uh, where they lead their division by a half a game. 
it's uh, it's time. You, uh, do you have a score prediction for this one? Um, I don't have a score prediction. Give me two seconds. I can think of one if you need me to get one. I like Seattle in a very low-scoring game, 16-10. Yeah, uh, I can see a 16-10. Um, I, I also like Seattle in a, in a field goal field goal situation game where like a 17-14. Okay. Um, so let's move over to the next game. Let's uh, talk about the Eagles at the Rams. This is the game of the week. Well, was this right that the Rams are getting uh, the Eagles are getting two and a half points? Yeah, I was also surprised by that. Um, the Eagles, right? I mean, I think they're going to bounce back from the performance last week. This isn't the kind of team that I can see even losing two games in a row. Yeah, and they're two and a half point underdogs. Well, what was weird to me was on paper. I think the Eagles are a better team. On film, I think the Eagles are a better team. It's not like the Eagles played against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, let me let me give a better example than the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it's not like they played against – there's got to be a better example. Not like they played against the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. The, the Atlanta Falcons, good offense, but their defense is nothing to write home about. They played against Seattle. That The defensive scheme – that Pete Carroll has at that team is it's it gets confusing for a young quarterback. Yeah, and the the matchup I'm looking at is the Rams rush defense, which is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, giving up 124 yards a game, and the Eagles, which have which have a top two rushing offense. Yeah, it's uh it'll be exciting to see. Um, so one thing I wanted to note: Zach Ertz is at a concussion protocol, but I didn't even think he was really the difference difference maker. He wasn't because when uh Trey Burton stepped in when Zach Ertz was out. It was like Zach Ertz never even existed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ertz is an important player in that offense, but it's like you said, he he was not the difference. Uh, definitely not. I've got Eagles winning comfortably when yes. it comes down to it. Yes, I like twenty eight seventeen. Yeah. So the fact that they're getting two and a half points is intriguing. Very intriguing. I mean, the, the Rams are one ten and one against the spread in their last twelve games against the Eagles. Now this is obviously a different Rams team, but uh, we're talking about history here, and we're talking about. Uh, Arguably the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Coming off their first loss in about eight weeks. Yes. Is this an NFC title game preview? No. no I don't think so No, no ain't hell. But um, one thing that I want to just say a couple things. Um, the, you know, sometimes they, Vegas makes the lines based on who's at home. But I think what Vegas is really missing out here is that this is not really a home game. This, I mean, it's not really a road game for Philly. Yes, they're on the other side of the world. But one thing is crazy is no one shows up to those games. Playing in front of nobody. Yeah, so it's just like Ryan. it's like playing at a neutral site. Um, I have them. I have them comfortable. And another thing I want to say, I just I wanted to make sure I said this because I'm guilty of it too. The Eagles have only beaten two teams over 500, and but, that was a point that we brought up last week too. But listen, four of those games, the teams were over 500. They were playing – they're not beating cupcakes. They're playing solid opponents who just – games aren't going their right way. Like, look at the Chiefs. I think any, any team who beats the Chiefs should be proud of that. And, and even New York beat the Chiefs. But it's something to be proud of because that team at any moment can go off for 45 against you. For sure. All right, uh, shall we wrap it up uh, with the fourth and final game? Another great matchup. Yes. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. The Vikings are uh, three-point favorites on the road. Yeah. Uh, this is another uh, strange line for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm riding them right until the wheels fall off. I'm going Minnesota Vikings uh, minus three. 
what was really telling to me was last game um, for the Panthers. They don't they don't have it. I thought they might, you know, when we did the futures episode, I was considering they might might winning the NFC uh, South. But they they showed that they have some some there's something that's not there. Like like the big plays that go against them are mind blowing for such a good defense. Why is that happening? How is that happening? Yeah, you know it. It must be schemes, and and I'll tell you, if anyone can figure it out, it's this Minnesota Viking offense. Yeah, and the way that they're playing right now. Um, Cam Newton uh, on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I thought this was really telling. Against defenses ranked outside of the bottom ten. Okay, so we're talking what like the top twenty defenses in the league. Yeah. Uh, his ratio is eight touchdowns, seven picks. Yep, that looks kind of like his stats uh, versus everybody, 16 and 11. Even worse against yeah. if he's not. I mean, and we're talking about one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. In in uh, Minnesota. So this line doesn't, you know, doesn't really surprise me. Uh, I like the Vikings in a close one, 24-20. Uh, but the way that Case Keenum is playing right now. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about him all, all season, but I mean, that's 67.5% completion percentage. Yeah. The Vikings, seven covers in a row. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me uh, about the Vikings defense, they're 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 really good at um at pass defense, but their rushing their rushing defense is only allowing seventy seven yards a game. Riddle me this: Cam Newton is going to lead the game lead the game in rushing for uh for the Panthers. But these are their stats against New Orleans, and I don't think New Orleans has that great of a rush defense. Cam Newton fifty one yards, Jonathan Stewart forty five yards, Christian McCaffrey thirteen yards rushing. That's a that's an issue to me that that's, they still haven't figured out a way to utilize McCaffrey. Yeah, well, McCaffrey's not a between the tackles running back anyway. Right. Um, but come on, give the man some jet sweeps. Uh, give him some some option lateral plays. Get him more carries. Yeah, bring it bring it to the uh the backyard. Put some backyard football. You have Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, backyard football. We got a big running back, a big quarterback who can play running back, and we got a little scat back. I okay. want to see them mix it up a little bit more. One thing I have to say is uh, last time that the Vikings and the Panthers played, they picked off Cam Newton three times. And I, I see another multiple turnover game for Cam Newton as well. I, I could I could easily see that. Yeah. It helps with the Carolinas at home for this one. Yeah. Um, but the Vikings are just rolling through everybody right now. So. Yeah, and on this streak that they have going, uh, they played some quality opponents. They oh, for sure. Beat the Falcons 9-14. Uh, to the, Ly- the Lions – are better than record. I'm just going to put that on paper. And it was uh, on the road. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Thirty. It was a freaking Thanksgiving game. 30-23. to 23. The Redskins, 38-30. I mean, they beat the Rams. Shut down the Rams. Beat the Packers, Ravens, the Bears. The Bears aren't so hot. The Ravens are playing better. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and like like you said before, the difference maker is Cam, uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum's last four games. 227, two touchdowns. 282, two touchdowns. This is my favorite one. Against a solid Rams D, 281 touchdown. And then the best of all, even though he had the two picks, versus the Redskins. It was like 364, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, I got I got the Vikings easy here. And just to put the icing on the cake, the Vikings against NFC South teams in their last eight, they're 8-0 against the spread. Easy. Easy work. All right. 
Shall we uh, lead into the super dog section? Yes, the doggy dogs, the one that I'm still on top of. And, oh, man. Sorry you're going to have to eat the trouble McFish because football season is going to be over before you know it. Unless you get some big victories here, I don't think you're going to stand a chance. Yeah, and um, I did get Seattle last week plus five and a half. Uh, you had a great call, by the way. Uh, San Francisco over Chicago plus three and a half. It got a little, got a little scary. But, yeah, a little one-point victory. But Garoppolo, he, okay, what's crazy is everyone's praising Garoppolo about how great he is, and then he turns the ball over. Like they, I was watching the game, the broadcast, they are talking about, oh, Garoppolo, he has six touchdowns, zero picks, boom, announcer curse, turnover. And I thought that was going to crumble him, but they still pulled away for the victory. With a 30-point lead, uh, is this even fun for you anymore? It is fun because I have some, some calls here that are going to shock the world. Let's go ahead and start with yours. I'll go for the first one since we were just talking about him. San Francisco over Houston. Um, Garoppolo found his target in Goodwin. And he's targeting Goodwin like he's going to throw his arm to Goodwin. Just give him, donate the whole arm to him. Uh, so I got them. Uh, <laughs> the flip-flop. Call me Mr. Flip-flop. I'm going – the only reason I'm doing this because getting six points – would be a, a huge leg up on you. I'm going to go the Cleveland Browns picking up their first victory versus the Green Bay Packers for six points. And guys out there, if you want, if you want something, if you want to make a bet that is a little risque, but the money line value is there, go ahead and take the Cleveland Browns over the Green Bay Packers because it's sitting somewhere like plus 280. It's because they're not going to win the game, Brad. We'll see. This last one here, uh, I don't know. I just don't think that. Mariota's that good. I don't know why. What's going on with him? I got Arizona over Tennessee three points. It's a home game for Arizona, too. And I don't know if you noticed, my last two games that I picked are home games. Because upsets normally happen when the road team comes in and they underestimate their opponent. Well, I do like Arizona plus three uh, over the Titans because that is my first dog. Nice. So we definitely agree on that one. I mean, cool. I'm I'm with you as far as we don't really know what what we're going to get week to week with Mariota. Yeah. And Arizona's tough to beat at home. Yeah, and Blake Gabbert's not doing bad. Yeah. Uh, my second one here, I'm going to go with Seattle a second week in a row, plus three over Jacksonville. And our last hashtag military money of the year. Oh, man. I'm going with Army plus three. Isn't over that, Navy. Would that be Army's first win in like a crazy amount of time? They won last year. Oh, it would be the first win. For the first win. time. It would be the first like win 15 in years. Navy is what it would be, right? Against Navy? Is, is, is this, where's this game being held? Uh, In Philly, I oh, believe. Okay. I, yeah. I, I don't know what the stat was. I heard some crazy stat. I'm sorry I was incorrect, but I don't well, know what it was. This would be their second straight win over Navy for the first time in probably 30 years. That's I mean, probably I, what it was. Something I, like that. I haven't seen the, the stat line, but... Always like to watch the Army-Navy triple option attack. So. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good little grudge match of running. Yep. So. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Um, we didn't call any college football, but look, we're still sitting out here like 20-something minutes. Uh, please take this moment to follow us on Twitter, um, at Best the House. Um, that's at Best the House. We're doing an Amazon giveaway that actually ends... We'll end it tomorrow night, so that'll be we'll end it on uh, Friday night. Uh, and comment, like, share, subscribe, tell people. If you if everyone who listens to our podcast tells two people to listen to our podcast, and those two people listen to our podcast, then they'll tell people. I think we've been doing pretty good. So 
just want to thank you guys and uh, have a great day. See you next week.